Welcome back. We made it through the entire first season of Gangs of London. And this, a Peaky Blinders podcast by word of the Peaky Blinders. And I think the official hat tip can be given from Josh and I, right? Because that show was riveting. It took, you know, what, five weeks of quarantine and really, uh, really made the most of it. And, and as we come to a close now, I want to let you know if you have not finished season one of Gangs of London, go ahead, pause it come back and listen when you do finish because Josh the finale is here and it was glorious it was everything and then some it really delivered all I gotta say is is that nobody is safe it's all for the family but when the family's broken up then the sides are separated and I don't know I it's just there's so many things going through my head where do you do how about we start with a winner of this episode why don't we think of something mm. that, who do you think was the winner of this episode? Because we've got a lot of, you know, different time sequences. And so we can kind of go through the episode in the, the present day first, and then we can take on the previous day. But I've got my winner for this episode, and it's Shannon Dumani. Mm, okay. I could okay. not believe the chutzpah of Shannon Dumani to just obliterate Vic, not have to deal with any of that stuff. She's going to run away with Danny. The two of them are going to have a great life, as are Billy and uh, Jack. You know, we didn't see Jack in this episode at all. We just saw Billy sitting in the airport. But I feel like the three of them are the only three that can get out of this life and, and start over. But, I mean, the, just the bravery of Shannon Dumani, the single mother who we found out ended up having her baby daddy probably killed if not just wiped off the face of the earth. And that's what Vic was threatening her with. And then she comes out and it was one of two unexpected uh, gunshots in this episode. I definitely expected the Ed one, but man, Elliot taking out Sean was, was one of the most um, jarring television moments for me since I you know, first watched Game of Thrones. It was one of those episodes that was similar to, you know, if, if we're going to compare it to Peaky and Thrones, it was comparable to, to a Ned Stark dying. It was comparable to a Grace Shelby dying. It was comparable to a John Shelby dying. I mean, ironically enough, with Sean dying. I mean, we started this podcast because of Joe Cole, and now he's off the show. He's, he's, he's dead. He's gone, which is why. Wild, and I would never have thought that, even though we kind of, uh, you know, we, we kind of tease it a little bit, tease the idea of him actually probably dying. Um, uh, I would go with my winner of this episode would have to be Elliot. Yep. I mean, because there was there, there were times. I mean, the, the episode starts and he's getting tortured by who we still don't know exactly who those people are aligned with. Who who they, who they the Majesty? Represent. They are right. they are with Her Majesty. Right, but just I don't know like what like what sector you know. No, nope, no idea. He's getting tortured by that you know the mountain looking guy like like this guy is just bigger than the mountain. I wrote that and, also. And he ends up getting out scot free, and he really didn't do anything. It's just those the investors, whoever they are, those two people, the the head investors, I guess, got him out. And they're with Panama. They're working with. Panama, I guess. Well, they have immunity. I guess they have immunity through. Right. Panama. Oh man. Right. And they got the nurse to whisper it to Elliot. Right. 
And so I think that Elliot is the winner here because he was about to die. He was getting tortured and now he's free. He's walking on the streets of London. Like it's all good. Nothing happened. And it seems like he's not going to have any flack for anything that he really did before. He was undercover. He was, he was found out and it doesn't seem like anything bad's going to happen to him unless Marion, who is now alive, we see has something to say about it. So Elliot has been officially given the key to the castle. That's the one thing that I have written down here. They handed the show over to him. I was, I want to say for a minute, I was a little sad because I was so excited for the prospect of a season two with Sean working with Elliot. You know, when Sean gives him over, you know, the chip and essentially says, hey, I need your help now. I don't care that you're with the police. I trust you. And then I'm thinking, whoa, is it going to be a triumvirate? And it's going to be Alex working with Sean and Elliot. And I was really excited. And then Sean goes. And I feel like I wasn't mentally prepared for it because I had let my guard down after Alex let down his gun. Because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if Sean dies here, it is what it is. Alex you know, finally becomes a man. And then he doesn't do it. And I, I kind of let my shoulders sit back. And then bam, and, oh, and Elliot does it. I will say it was a, the whole scene was a little less, I know we're starting at the end, was a little less climactic because I knew Elliot didn't die. You know, that was something that right. you have to deal with with these, you know, the time jump situation. So I knew that Elliot was going to get out of Hotel Reno alive. But Josh, you talk about Elliot, you talk about how he's walking scot-free. Something tells me the way that he pulled that chip out of his deep gums that he still has that detective side of him. Right. And he's he's going to go after the investors and maybe work with Marion, who knows. The thing is, is that he has all the leverage now. He has all the leverage in the world because he has all the information. Presumably, I mean, we don't know exactly what, you know, the, the, what the chip entails, but we're told that it... It's all the evidence it, of the body right. being buried and all the different... Um, well, the, 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 tax, the, the tax havens. Right. It's, it's the metaphorical bodies that are in the buildings. That, you know, they're, they're not clean. The, the buildings right. aren't clean. They were, they were, they were, they were built on upon fraud and you know thievery and, and deception so he has that you know in his back pocket and I think that that's going to be something that's going to be a big player in season two and he's he has the leverage over the investors the one thing that I want to say though with Elliot and the investors and that last scene when he's walking out of there is just the acting was phenomenal like I felt him like I felt that he was like shit like you know she's the Shan's the one who got away he, yeah. he, he knows that, 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 that that's gone. Like, he knows that, that that's done forever. He did it for her. And that's what was so amazing. Like, he had to side with the investors. He didn't have a choice because of his love for Shannon and Danny. And that was great. Right. It was, it was crazy because, I mean, we, we don't know how much time has passed since Elliot has been involved with them and how long he was actually with yeah. Shannon. So, it, I mean, because we watched the show and, you know, a month it's like wait he fell in love that hard after a month of being with uh with, with shannon it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous but it could be acting it was, could be sooner i really no, think I the know. whole show the whole scope of this show really could have taken place in two to three weeks that's my prediction like if yeah, i had no, to really think over it i think it was longer because they kind of like skipped time and there was once where it was like a month it was like two weeks and then it was like longer than that so i think i think it might have been like a few months to be honest okay okay but uh it did the acting at the end with Elliot. He's an amazing actor. He made you feel bad for him in the moment that he, like, you know, with his father, when he calls his father and, and he's feeling, you know, for himself, just amazing. But 
just a lot of emotions for him, but it's going to be interesting. I did not expect when we first watched the show that it was going to be his show and his show only. And, and from the very first minute of our episode one podcast where I said, I love this guy. And you said, you love this guy. And I'm so happy that he became the guy. And it's clear that, that your puppy loves the show too, because he wants to be on the podcast just as much as, as both of us do. But let's, let's kind of, let's kind of work our way through each of the, each of the storylines here. And I want to say, I was, I was wrong. I, I really thought that we were going to get an opening flashback to Floriana and Finn, but no, we're not. Maybe season two, we'll get more of an eye-opening experience for Floriana. We got like two seconds of her at the end, but a, a heavy scene. But we start with Elliot's flashback, and I thought it made for a great tie-in. The pawns can be kings, Elliot tells his dad on the phone, and he says, I'm going to take a fall here in the third, but it's going to look like you know, way worse than it is. I'm going to take it all the way. And I thought that the, the, the two-minute open was very powerful because of that. I didn't really connect to it until that scene came back in at the end, Josh. But it was cool to see, you know, the way that Elliot connected to his dad at the end, even though most of his life he probably spent, you know, mildly resenting him. Elliot finally understood, right? He finally understood, you know, you sometimes have to take the other side. And that's what he did at the end, siding with the investors. Yeah, and I, I think it was kind of like he didn't have a choice, and, and he knew it. And so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he actually, like, turns or if he's actually, like, try, trying to do it for good, you know? And, and I think that that's going to be season two. Is it, there's going to be that question of whether or not I need to just, like, go into this life for good and accept it because this is, this is my fate. This is, what I, this is what I deserve almost for, like, me getting too deep in it to begin with because he, you know – he got way too deep into it. And that's where that's his, that was his downfall here. And so I think that that's going to be season two is that it's going to be one of those where he's so deep into it that he no longer is doing it for good, but he's doing it for the thrill, I guess. I don't know, but um, there's just so much more that happened in this episode that we got to break down. Yeah, we will. And I want to ask you first though, because this episode and we've been using IMDB as a bit of a scale and, and they have just, you know, their critics have been in love with the show but this episode was, got a muddled response. It's the first episode of the season that was under an eight. It got a 7.9. So obviously some people didn't love the time jump. And you know what? To each their own. What did you think? Because I noticed it right away. Right when they open up and they're asking Elliot about something that happened last night, I wrote down, oh my God, this is going to be a reverse time episode. And I'm a fan. So I would have given this episode somewhere in the nines. I thought it was as good as or better than the last episode, but I did have to like think for a second. I'm like, what just happened at the end of eight that this would be happening right away? And then it connected. So what did you think of the fact that they started very hangover style and then went back in time? I actually really liked that because it made you, it, instead of having you guess, it made you know that something crazy was going to happen, that there was going to be some big skirmish, some, some big, I, I don't know because he was bloody. He was beaten. Yeah, Hawks he was, was dead. The, right. We had new characters. New characters introduced in, in the last episode of the season. And this guy is freaky. This 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 interrogator. This I don't know who he is exactly. We still don't know. I'll but, tell you uh, who he is. He he is basically Elliot's future self because he spent so much time trying to fight and trying to find these investors. And you can tell that if Elliot was going to go down that road. And he's got those, you know, you have to imagine that this, this older man who Elliot for a minute was probably eased up on because he sees someone that reminds him of himself. 
but then he obviously starts to torture Elliot more and more. And so while that torturing is going on, we realize that because of all of this work that this older man has done trying to hunt the investors, he is fed up. And I think that's the route that Elliot would have gone on if he kept going with the Majesty's Police, if he kept chasing these investors. And I think that's who he was. Not in any you know weird way. I don't think it's actually Elliot from the future, but I do think it's, it's kind of like this, this vision to what Elliot might have been if he kept going on that route. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what's in Elliot's head, really. And like, we, and we don't know. I think that, that that's part of the show is that it's, it's keeping you guessing as to what really his, his motive is now. I mean, the motive before was to be with Shannon and, and Shannon, and that's it. I think that now he knows that that's gone. I think yeah, he's kind no, of like questioning everything. And he's, I, think, I, think, I think his whole life, he's kind of been like questioning it all. And we kind of got insight into, into why he wanted to take Sean down earlier in the episode. When he's like, you know, I've been I, my whole life criminals like you have gotten away with it, and I thought that that was that was that was interesting because the calmness and the coolness under that, with a gun pointed at him, to him kind of just like break down and, and not be like, oh my god, do you know who I am? It's kind of right. like he's like, yeah, like that's me. I'm a cop. I'm police. He's like, who like who are you? He's like, I'm just police. He's like, I'm not really anything crazy. I'm just like on the job, like trying to get you down. Like that's it. Um, so it's it was it was interesting perspective from Elliot the whole episode. I thought it was funny that the older man said, you bought your way into a very dangerous world when mm. he talks to Elliot at the end. And I'm like, Elliot's been in a dangerous world, my guy. Like yeah. it's it, this whole time, being an undercover cop is a dangerous world. But now let's, let's go ahead and just run through some of the big events from the previous day. Obviously, you know, it was, uh, it was not a great one for, you know, our, our least favorite storyline, I would say because it's the big day, the big day, the mayoral announcement for, you know, Mr. Nasir, a huge day for him. It comes on a terrible timing because it's the day after one of the biggest buildings in your city gets torn down. So I remember writing here, bad timing for Nasir, but that's the least, the least of his worries, Josh, because Lale strikes. And let's talk about Lale shaking the hand of Asif. You had to love that as an absolute hater of Mr. Asif. Oh, I was so happy for him. To, not in the way that I want, because I didn't want Nasir to, to bear the blame. I know. We wanted Asif to die. Nasir, Nasir was innocent throughout all this, so it's kind of annoying how, like, I mean, I get it because she was sending a message, but it would have been great if she just, like, stabbed, like, Asif, like, in the middle of the street right there and, or shot him in the middle of the street, and he, he would have died. Big, epi- big episode for Lale. Her and Sean get it on later on in the episode. Uh, I thought yeah. that, that was kind of I thought that that was corny, but whatever. That was, was my like, least, least favorite part of the episode. It was super corny. It was kind of irrelevant. It was like, okay, all right. Dope. We did like, not need a sex scene. It just, yeah. we didn't need it. Well, she's like talking about like, she's like dissing him. And then she's like, oh my God, I love you, Sean Wallace. Like, she didn't say that, but like, she like. No, it was, I, it was literally, fuck you, Sean Wallace. And then he kisses her. And I put, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a weird combo. Like, I just don't think, think that they really go together that much. But I mean, Lolly got her revenge. Lolly is the reason why that building got blown up and uh, she goes undercover in that disguise and just the episode starts with all the aftermath of, of, of that building getting blown up. And I mean, he did commit an act of terrorism, which is pretty freaking insane. Um, Luckily, no, no deaths. Yes, they they yes, made that, that very was clear. Good. That was good to point out. But I don't understand Sean, what Sean's motive was. He's like, one by one, the cities are going to be blown up. It's like, dude, like, you're actually like, you're actually a terrorist. 
Yeah. Like, you really are a terrorist. And, like, he, he honestly it was just, like, stupid. To be honest, I'm not that upset that Sean Wallace ended up getting off in this episode because he was just going to be destructive. Nothing. It was going to end up being this, like, endless time loop of, like, Sean Wallace just, like, doing these, like, catastrophic events. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm happy that, 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 that they're not going to keep on going on with that. But he – he was he was destructive and he really was destructive and that's what the investor saw with him and I mean blowing up blowing up that building was 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 the start and the end for him. I love that Lale when he sh- when she shook the hand of Asif said I can't wait to hear Nasir speak because she cut out his tongue so that was just right. a little, little clever. That quick dude, it was crazy. I mean that I knew that once he was going through the balloons and the suits and stuff that and you then did he was, you knew I didn't well, know. Well, once he was sitting there like like once he was like. Not like once he emerged and he saw oh, him he like from behind. Tri- yeah, I was like, okay, he's dead. He's dead. I thought Lale pricked Asif and, and it was his blood because she like poked him with some sort of, you know, venom. That's what I, right. I, I, that was what I was going off of. But then once it connected that it was his son's blood and think about it, his son's blood is on his hand. Oh, I know. It's amazing. No, just really good symbolism. I thought that she had like some poison on her hand too when she shook his hand, but it was they just wanted to show that it was that it was her like burnt hand. Um, but she got her revenge. Asif, you probably shouldn't be walking around doing the things that you're doing anymore because that's what that's what happens. You deserve every single last bit of it. And I think that he's gonna go off in season two somehow. I think that that's how season two is gonna start. He's gonna have some terrorist attack of of, of his own. So, you know, Javon's a goner. We don't really have to talk too much about him and his forced suicide, essentially. Um, This was an interesting thing, now that I'm thinking about it, because Billy was very clear with Elliot on the phone, right? If something bad happens to my brother, I will kill you, Elliot. So that's definitely something where Billy could be a major character in season two. I, I mean, I would really, really, really hate if Elliot's downfall was Billy, <laughs> I, I would be really no, but, upset about but that. But he'll work with Marion and Floriana probably. Who, uh, Billy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is the end of Billy. I think that that was, that was uh, in, intentional to kind of get him to say that. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of Jack. I, had, I really don't. We didn't see any but, of Jack here. No, well, we saw her on the airport saying, did, okay, did let's, we? let's go. Yeah, she was in the airport with him. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that was that was interesting from Billy, but he he seems so confident that he'll be able to kill Elliot. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> so we get to the scene with Vic and Shannon, and the beginning of it kind of had me a little confused. I'm like racing my brain. Who is this guy that they're talking about? And then she brings Danny into it, and I said, "Oh, this is Danny's dad who disappeared from the face of the earth, and nobody found him." And Vic is basically threatening, like, "I think we all know what the Dumanis did to this guy." And I'm thinking, I'm like, Vic is selling a fairy tale here. And if Shannon's mm. buying this fairy tale, I wrote this, then Shannon is dumb. And then I go, holy shit, let's fucking go, Shannon. Because she just demolishes Vic. For amazing acting, first of all, because I believed her when she was yep. like, okay, like, let me come back. And then, boom, blows her, blows her off with a, with a shotgun. Um, so she's she's I think she's she's gone from this life because Danny's first before anything. Yeah. Um, the Dumanis are all are all standing here, and it's clear that they're the ones who won the whole the whole battle. And I mean, Alex is alive. I I thought for a second Alex that Sean was gonna kill Alex at the end there, and so I'm really happy that he didn't. Um, 
So I think that that the Dumanis are going to be a central force in the next season. I think that you know the investors got exactly what they wanted at the end of the day. If these people are powerful, they're very powerful as as, as we've learned. So Ed shoots Marion. I guess we we haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, I was going to save that for the end to tie that in with our final scene. So yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's hold fine, that. But- yeah, that's fine, but I mean the whole Alex thing that he was gonna try to kill Sean. I thought I thought he was gonna kill Sean. I, I really couldn't did. believe that he didn't have it in him. I mean, these guys are really brothers if you think about it. Their whole lives they've been brothers, and it's just been like a few months of turmoil that's really you know took took it for a turn. And I don't think that Alex thinks like I think in his head he doesn't think that Sean really is bad. I think that he's just kind of is misunderstood right now in, the, in these last couple of months of his dad died. He's not thinking straight. I think that that's what he thought. And so he kind of was like ordered by these investors to kill Sean. And like, he didn't want to, but he the was. investors wanted him to. And that's what, it, that's what it was. It wasn't something he wanted to do, but it was kind of like life or death for him. But that's how him and Ed, Ed had been thinking. Yep. And at the end of the day, Alex has never killed anyone. He didn't end up even killing the Danish woman, you know, cause he found out later that she wasn't dead. So he had that kind of off of his conscience. Speaking of, we had zero Danish scenes, which I'm not upset with. You know, I like when a show does not waste any time and just gives us the, the meat and no, and no fat. So I'm okay with no Danish oh, wait. scenes. Oh, but wait. I think the nurse was Danish. I have a feeling she was Danish. But she was working for the investors. Oh, because yes. the Danes work with the investors. That's possible. I think she was Danish. I re- that's what, that was my thought when she was like, when she kind of had an accent a little yeah. bit. Yeah, she was. She definitely wasn't wasn't British. I don't think. No, she wasn't British. I'm telling you, I think she was Danish. I really do. Which 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 would be interesting because I think that that would mean that next season we're gonna get a lot more insight into why they're in cahoots with the Danes. Yep. And I, and we still don't know. We still really don't know. Maybe I mean, is F- Floriana? She could be Danish? Question <laughs> mark. I'm kidding. No, she's uh she's Albanian. Albanian. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. I, I don't know why I said that because that because then I realized that 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 life had her hostage. But yeah, um, no, but life. I, I, life. <laughs> I really think that that uh that that she was Danish, which is like not that major, but it just interesting. Yeah, send us your reactions, everyone listening, and all of our new patrons. Thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully you enjoyed our coverage of the season. Josh and I will probably come out with a little bit of season two predictions just to keep the uh, keep the flowing going before we get back into some Peaky Blinders talk. But I had one one big thought, and it was you know kind of the whole thing where it's like I'm kind of upset that I know Elliot survives this scene. We're getting to the scene where Elliot's in Hotel Reno. It's that weird hippie commune place, but. I'll tell you, those are two of the most powerful scenes of the season. Elliot talking to Sean and then Alex walking in and Sean having to talk to Alex. And all of that was just filled. I was filled with so many emotions because we know Elliot survives. We have no idea about the other two. And then it all happens in a flick of the switch. And I'm freaking out here. And I just write so many just like exclamation points when Elliot pulls the gun on Sean and just hits him between the nose. Oh, Crazy. Crazy to think that he was working for the investors. I never for a minute believed that he was going to be working for the investors when the guy uh, who was torturing him brought it up. It's shocking. Just the show does not give a fuck, does not care where it goes with the plot lines. Uh, the investors ended up winning the day, which we didn't even really think about the investors in the beginning of the season. Like, who the hell are the investors? We think that it's just going to be the, the Wallaces versus all these other gangs. And the investors steal the day. And that's what makes this show so great is that it was totally unpredictable from start to finish. I mean, 
we had no idea how it was going to end from start to finish. We didn't think all these people were going to die. But as, as our boy Xavier John said, nobody is safe and the investors do not care. And I'm interested to see who the hell those two, those two people are that are driving around that level because they're, they're crazy. They got all the cards in their hands. It was so, it's just such a good message because it's so realistic. Because in real life, the people who pull the strings do not have their faces shown. That's just how it works. Some of the best shows describe and display that the elites of the world run things without, you know, making themselves, you know, pervy to, you know, punishment because they are doing it under the guise of some of the bigger, the bigger figures. They are, these people are just pulling strings at the end of the day. They're pulling the strings of the Dumanis. At first they were pulling the strings of the Wallaces. Finn wanted to get out because he did not want to be, have his strings pulled. They find out about it. They have him killed by hiring some brummy kid. That starts a war between, you know, these kind of like, you know, white trash version of the Peaky Blinders and you've got the big wigs with the Wallaces and the Dumanis. Then it's a separate war because of the people they hire, the Danes. You've got all these people that are having their strings pulled. Javon is in this war. But at the end of the day, these two old white people never get their hands dirty. They have to make one conversation that matters, you know, and that's the one with, with Elliot at the end. But you have to believe that they were keeping tabs on Elliot the whole time. And this was their grandmaster plan. Yeah, it, it, it really does seem that. And I wonder like, how they had their eyes just everywhere at all times. If there's someone on the inside that was giving information. And we know, we know that Javon was, was, was their puppet behind everything. It, uh, we know that they're always in contact with Ed, which makes me think that maybe Ed really did know that Elliot was a cop the whole time. Maybe told them that. I don't know. I really don't know. But I guess that kind of that, that leads us into, into Ed. Yep, let's get to it. Ed and Marion at the grave. I, explain to me what you perceived from this line, because Marion looked at Ed and basically said, this is your fault because you chose Finn. You broke my heart. Was there some sort of love situation there or was Marion just devastated that Ed decided to keep Floriana and all that stuff a secret? I don't know. I think that... I think I don't know if Marion and but are you saying Marion and Ed? I'm saying it's a Marion says you chose him, you broke my heart, and I have question marks because that can mean one of seventeen hundred things. I, I don't. So, I mean, I I don't think it's a love thing. I think it's kind of uh oh, like you we were family, and you ended up choosing Finn over me, and you chose the the you chose something better for Finn instead of me, and 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 you put him ahead of everybody, the kids everyone else and I think that that's what what she kind of what she kind of is saying about it because she's like oh well, you basically caused all this instead of thinking about what was best for us in my opinion yeah no I I think so I think it was the I think it's the Floriana thing but it's I really thought they both pulled the trigger I don't know if you thought that as well it took me about two minutes to realize that it was just Ed who shot and and then of course you know you've got this this iconic iconic scene at the end of Floriana and her baby coming up. And, and let's just get a stream of consciousness from you, Josh, when this happens. It's basically a post-credit scene. No, it's, first of all, I just would just like to say that I did call this. I said that there would be a big reveal at the end of the episode of Floriana because we haven't gotten a lot of information on Floriana. We still didn't really get a reveal on her. Yeah, we didn't we get just, any information. We just got her, her season two set up. Right, and we find out that Marion's alive? 
mark somehow? I mean, yeah. did she not get shot? Question mark? No, she, there was a lot of blood. Um, the only explanation, and hopefully we can get Xavier Johns and maybe some other members of the show to come back on and, and some members of the, the directorial, you know, crew. But I, I, would, I would just assume because it said back to the previous day, maybe it was just like two minutes after Ed shot her and since yeah, he shot yeah, her yeah. in the stomach, Floriana, who has, you know, I guess experience dealing with near death was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to get you to live. And, and that was that. And it, ah, that was she, wild. When she strolls up and she says, like, I want to help you. And it's, it's interesting. Like, why does she want to help Marion? Why does she want to help Marion? I don't know. Maybe she knows things about the, maybe, maybe she wants to kill the investors with, with her. And the Danes. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I really don't know. Maybe she knows that these are dangerous people and she knows that Marion can help stop her and, well, they're both I, I victims. I was going to say they're right. both victims of a, basically a man who was cheating on both. Like, even though Floriana was the mistress, she probably relates to Marion because they were both, you know, deceived by the same guy. Like, Floriana has to assume that Finn kind of sold her out, right? Because when you're sitting in the basement being, you know, tortured and kidnapped or whatever for weeks, maybe months, you're probably getting some pent-up rage for this man that is the reason why you're down there. So Floriana probably has a little bit of scorn on her side and the two of them can team up and, and I'm, I'm game for that. I, I mentioned, I wanted, I wanted Marion to kind of get her family in Ireland. I, I'm down for whatever adventures, Floriana, Marion, it's two and a half women. I'm game for a nice little spinoff right there. It, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Floriana, this character that we really just know so little about, be probably be an integral part of the next season. And I wonder if Marion is going to accept her help or if she's going to, as we've seen throughout the season, reject her help because Marion's a, a self-made woman who doesn't want to, you know, is kind of like the, the family only. I don't want anyone's help. She's scorned the Dumanis. She scorned, the, she scorned everyone else. I wonder if she's going to scorn the, the woman who was, her husband was cheating on her with and that they had, she had a child with. I mean, she walks up with her baby. And so just a crazy cliffhanger to the next season and just showing that next season is not going to hold back at all. And then lastly, I do want to bring up this one topic before we wrap up. Ed mentioned last episode that even though Elliot wouldn't pick a side, he was going to pick one for him and it wasn't going to be our side. So now that, you know, all these, these cogs are in motion. I wonder if, Ed will forgive Elliot if they do happen because Elliot has now saved Alex's life essentially, right? Like he helped Alex get out. When Alex tells his dad, you know, the help that Elliot did, will, will Ed almost like forgive Elliot or are they going to stay on opposite sides of the coin? I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Ed's choice anymore. The investors want Elliot to be, to be their puppet. They want him to be their pawn. And so now they're I, on the same side. Ed, Ed's going to have to do whatever the investors tell him. So I think that they're going to be on the same side. Obviously, Ed is going to be scoffing at him a lot. He's going to be making you know, little remarks about him here and there. But Elliot holds the keys because the investors hold the keys by proxy. So uh, it's going to be a clash of, of, of those characters, a clash between Marion. I don't know what the plot's going to be next season. We have no idea. It's going to be a brand new plot. So it's going to be exciting. I'm excited, and I am very much – Excited to hear, you know, the, the reactions from the rest of our country from this show, because obviously the United Kingdom has welcomed it with open arms. It's been nominated for many awards, including the Best New Drama at the TV Choice Awards. 
Best Actor for Elliot and Sean and Best Actress for Marion. So I'm very excited, Josh, for this to get over to America and for, you know, yes, all of, all of our kind to listen and, and to watch this show. It and needs to. It, it has to. I mean, this show is one of the best shows that, that, that we've seen in a while. Like, this, was top, this is a top 10 show, in my opinion, and it's only been one season. It's a great show, and it would be criminal if America didn't pick it up. Yep, I, I'm with you. And, Josh, this has been a fun journey. We're going to continue to maybe talk here and there about Gangs of London, get back to some Peaky Blinders roots. It was, it's, it's good to get out of our comfort zone, jump back in, Feel free to hit us up with any questions. We could do a feedback episode for Gangs of London if we get enough questions. So go ahead and comment or send us an email at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. And so, Josh, that wraps up our coverage of this phenomenal first season of Gangs of London. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much for listening. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge. You don't have to.